Welcome to the Kitchen of Creativity for another thrilling episode of Hook Cooks. I am Mitch the Monster Chef and I am thrilled to announce that this episode will be made exclusively using our brand new fake meat jokes. A lot of people will tell you they aren't as funny as authentic meat jokes and they'd be right. Which isn't great, but boy do we sleep easier at night. Who is we? Join me and welcome my co-hosts to the show. Hey everyone, my name is Dishbot, playing the role of Jack. I've had a couple of Hollywood bigwigs reach out to me in the last couple of weeks uh, about some voice acting opportunities. It seems like there's uh, some sort of unavailability within the industry. Hmm. Um, I just wanted to sort of make it really clear one last time. This is very straightforward. I am a robot made to imitate the, the speech and vocal patterns of Jack McCall. Yeah. Uh, as he seeks uh, rehabilitative help for his dishwashing addiction. Um, very so clear. If, it's it, very, it could very not be clear. clear. If there are any roles within that sphere, I suppose um, <laughs> my response to that would be that I stand with labor. Uh, <laughs> well, um, thank you for clearing that up. Um, mm. uh, I am your lighter critter, Connor. I've been living it up with quite a number of chipmunks. Uh, what's up, Nutlock, Scudder? Big love to the 97604. Uh, no idea why chipmunks have monk in their names, though. They're sinful little party demons. It is time to roll up our sleeves for yet another shift here in the Hook Cook kitchen. I am excited, as always I am, to take a pre-prepared prompt from our producer Vinny and turn that into a compelling, comedic, and oftentimes chaotic radio play segment that we call The Plate Up. If you'd like to submit your own prompt in for hookery and or cookery, you can shoot that through to cooksofhooks at gmail.com or reach out to us across the socials with at hook underscore cooks. Speaking of that prompt, chefs slash BFFs, let's get cooking. What are we working with tonight? Well, uh, let me put you out of your mysterious misery, Mm. Connor, my larder critter. The Mm. prompt this week is spirit wells. Spirit Wells. Mm-hmm. Spirit Wells. Okay, Spirit Wells. Interesting. Mm. Okay. I'm always interested in hearing what your first thoughts, your worst thoughts are. Give me your best before yesterday's for the prompt Spirit Wells. I have an idea. And I think the best way for me to articulate that idea uh, is to pose sort of a... I I don't know, present like a hypothetical to you Mm, both, but I do want to sort of lay some ground rules before I do that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And that's, uh, I don't want to be interrupted while I'm doing this. And that um, everything that I say is the way that it would happen and you can't sort of argue with that. Okay, cool. This is interesting. All right. I I agree uh, with dread in my heart. I will sign this verbal contract. (laughs) Fantastic. All right, so imagine it's, like, hot, right? Like, dog days of summer, it's super hot. We're hanging out at my house. You turn to me and you say, Jack, daddy thirsty. I say, what? And you say, it's hot, I'd like a drink. And I say, okay. You cannot argue with that. That's the way it would go down. You would say, daddy thirsty. It's inarguable. It's inarguable. So you say, I'm thirsty. I say, what do you want? You say, what do you got? I say, buddy, 
I'm like Herbie fully loaded in this piece. I got the works. I got water. I got milk. I got juice. I got Coca-Cola. I got beer. I got spirits, whatever you want. And you say to me, that all sounds great. Like I'm a, you know, dirty little goblin boy. Maybe I'll like pour them all into a cup and make a weird little goblin cocktail. (laughs) Irrefutable. That is the way that it would happen. You can't argue with it at all. But Jack, where are we going? Why are you leading me outside into your garden? Wouldn't all these beverages be stored in your refrigerator? And by that point, <laughs> we're outside in my garden, right? And as as means of response, I just turn wordlessly to, towards you and guess you're behind me to the six underground wells that I've dug and, and filled to the brim with the beverages of your choice. What I'm presenting here today is that we return to Wells. <laughs> it done. wasn't broke. Why do we why do we fix it? It wasn't broke. It Let's wasn't go back broke. to Wells and fill them up with all our great modern beverage choices. I come to your house and I'm like, I would love a tall glass of OJ. I think and what yes. you actually said was daddy thirsty. D- that's daddy so thirsty. And that's irrefutable. I come to your house, I say daddy thirsty. Daddy you, thirsty. You lead me to the back of your house to one of yeah. like... An increasing number of wells. An increasing number of wells. I'm looking for an initial investment of $800 million to return the wells. Is there... (laughs) I haven't watched enough Shark Tank to know if there's a button that opens a trap door underneath you, but I would like to press that button. Into a well filled (laughs) with delicious delicious beverages? I'll invest. I want one well for under Jack's seat right now. (laughs) That's the only well. Okay, so that's your great spirit well. um, That's my great. uh, Taking me on a a kind of an audio journey uh, to an alternate life that I have no control over. Irrefutable (laughs) is the way that it would happen yeah you can't well, argue with it uh, i do often say daddy thirsty so you've got daddy me sprung thirsty. um yeah. mitch what about you do you have anything quite as hypothetical uh no no not quite as hypothetical i've got one very little one and then one slightly bigger one that will feed into something a little chunkier um <laughs> okay but the the very little one spirit wells basically this is what i was when i was 10 year old 10 years old watching dragon ball z and goku asked me to raise my hands in the air so that he could power his kamehameha spirit bomb right so you're saying that then i was a well a, for the every spirit. human on earth every person okay. every plant on earth was at that time a, a spirit well yeah it's like the first time i ever really felt connected to other people Right. Okay. Fuck, man. Is that? Have we felt that since? A wild way to find out that Mitch is actually a psychopath. If it turns yeah. out, like he's like, remember, like feeling connected to people, like when <laughs> Goku. <laughs> that's that was fun. Yeah. 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 That's why they call me the Monster Chef. <laughs> the, 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 the monster that, that lives down at the end of the street, who is a chef. Yes, that's me. Come knock on yeah. my door. Lovely. Uh, lovely work. Um, you've got another one coming. So, le- you said it was chunky or something similar. I, no, so- I, it's, it sort of feeds directly into my meat and potatoes. So oh, I- okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Spirit Wells. Little Timmy fell down the well, but Lassie, a dog, was not able to adequately convey this information to any human being. She was a good dog, but come on, that's ridiculous. Anyway, sadly, Timmy died and his spirit haunts the well forevermore. The cold, dark water soaks up Timmy's spirit and grows even colder. The townsfolk never find Timmy, but the spirit well grows hungry for more. And as the townsfolk unknowingly drink the haunted water, it draws them into its dark, dank grasp. 
The listener and their crew are investigators sent to the small town caught in the grip of watery delusions and inexplicable drownings to try and figure out the source of this paranormal panic. And whatever you do, don't drink the water. That's really cool, man. I it's like really that interesting. A lot. Um, but, you know, it's been a while since we got scary. I can't remember the details of the story, but I know when water sanitation was first like something that was being studied. Um, that there was a huge like uh, influx of cholera in London and they were trying to figure out what was going on. And it was like a medical investigator who eventually found out that like um, feces was washing into the like water and causing yeah. these issues. And yeah. it's it reads as a great mystery. And I think like having a well that is completely innocuous at the start of the story that ends up being like, this is why people are going crazy. You know, like if you follow the story of any of the people that you're investigating, it's when they go to the well that things start to go wrong and mm-hmm. that's really mm. interesting to me instead of cholera it's like like the a, a haunting a curse yeah i mean it yeah. can go you can go like lean as paranormal as you want it could be that he could have mad cow disease and they drink the water and you know or spooky ghost stuff but like not spooky like the last episode was well no two episodes ago was spooky like like actually like our heart like scary yeah like it's like a scary story but it's really cool i I think the detective angle is really interesting there's a lot of like really cool things we can do with that for sure yeah i i i I really like it uh jack what have you got uh so i have like more of a i guess kind of environment one and really like i'll i'll do the little spiel but then afterwards i'll sort of describe what i'm picturing specifically and we can talk through that um so spirit wells Oh no, the listener and their crew have fallen down a well. And they're still falling, and they're still falling. And then, finally, after an almost inconceivable amount of time, they land, softly in a world full of color and magic. They've fallen down a spirit well, full of kindly creatures and ghastly ghouls, and now they must find their way back up. So what I'm imagining is, like, someone falling into a well and, like, falling through darkness, and then you hit the bottom and it, like, inverts... Mm. And you find yourself like in this like massive, almost like biome, like a cylindrical sort of shape. And at the top, you can see like this like light, the light of like the real world. But you're in like this sort of spiritual environment, sort of like Avatar: The Last Airbender, like the spirit world there was like really vibrant colors and like weird creatures and stuff like drifting Ooh. through the sky. Stuff I like love that. the idea that like, it's almost like the sun in this world is the hole to get home. Yeah, that's cool. And that's in the sky and you've got to try yeah. and get to it. I think these ideas can totally marry. Like what sure. I would like suggest is the well is doing all of the things that Mitch has described. And then once our detectives find out about the well, they get sucked into it. Yeah. Right? They have to and find then- Timmy. Yeah. And it can be less like colorful and more like if we want to do a horror thing, it can be. Well, like, I don't mind doing like a, 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 a colorful afterlife. I don't think we need to do like a like a morose afterlife. We could do mm-hmm. Dela de los Muertos style. You could do like, sure. uh, as you said, you could do Avatar Last Airbender and focus more on like um, colorful spirits and like yeah. everything kind of has a spirit that might reflect the above world in some way. And it, yeah, it can I- make it for an interesting contrast, I think, if it is really like sort of scary and uncomfortable up above and then going in and things are really bright and like i mean like alice in wonderland at at least you know early on is quite unsettling you know yeah yeah there's um i think there's a lot to play with there that's fun cool cool 
Yeah, sure. no, yeah. that's the idea that I'd want to go with. Um, and you do kind of like a... Like, in my head, I've got, like, 1930s kind of detectives showing yeah. up. Yeah. A sort of feeling, yeah. sort of. Yeah. I mean, I like that know. they show up in the rain to this, like, small town and they're, like, asking questions and it's all, like, gloomy and noir. And then they're finally, like, I think there's something weird about this well and they all gather around it. And at that point, the magic happens and they're all drawn into the well. You know, mm. I don't know what that looks like yet. Dark, shadowy hands come out and, and invisible force or I don't yeah. know. Is it still like the well is manifesting in some way to the town and like hurting the town in some way? Like, I, I guess that's where that's what I would want to figure out if we're marrying these two ideas. I think the the thing that's going to end up with me marrying it is using this Timmy ghost a little bit more. So yeah. in this circumstance, Timmy's the one that's keeping this portal open because Timmy died in the well and has unresolved business, you know? And, like, right. it's going to be a journey to find Timmy in the underworld to resolve his business, mm. which will yeah. tie into the characters that we've actually met in the above world. Yeah. My question is, like, what's happening in the above world? Is it, like, yeah. All right. sucking people down? Is it, like, what? what's the, I guess, what's the spark for someone to come along and investigate yeah. See, this well, right? The way I sort of thought it was that, like, the well begins to, like, have an impact on people that causes them then to drown not necessarily in the well well you i think you do like a um the people that have been affected have gone comatose right and you yeah. can still play with and they're spitting up water and we don't know mm. why right that's yeah. fine and they're yeah. still alive they shouldn't be alive their lungs are full of water we don't know what's happening like it's yeah. absolutely baffling like especially if we're going to the well the yeah. mystery of it being the well needs to be pretty signposted right yeah 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 you know and that look i like that as well because that gives you people to sort of collect and rescue on the other side yeah yeah, true. yeah you yeah, are not sure. just dead is this an underwater biome Ooh, that's really interesting. Maybe it's like, yeah, maybe we do like a underwater spirit. Yeah, it's world. like an Atlantis kind of spirit. Well, you world. don't, you don't yeah. need to breathe yeah. or anything, but everything's like you floaty and mystical and like you know, yeah. Aesthetically, I really like that. Like as an afterlife, I think and we've done also- a lot of different afterlives. So good aesthetic. Now I don't want it to feel like it's the ocean, right? I want it no. to mm-hmm. feel like you're underwater, but it's like more like a cave. Yeah. Yeah, you're like spelunking or something. Yeah, or like a deep, like a sort of deep lake. So sure. Timmy is going to be the through thread in the final solution to undoing the sleeping sickness that these people are going through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What is our story to get to Timmy? What's what's happening with Timmy? Like, what do you think? Well, before we do that, do you, do you guys mm. want to do a side salad now, or do you want? You've got a side Ooh. salad. Well, you know that I love to keep it healthy, so yeah. for sure, let's get a side salad involved. Yeah, from. Jack's mom to you guys. She's prepared us a couple <laughs> prompts. I'm going to spin the wheel and, and we'll see what, what we've got to add into this little mixture of ours. Excellent. Okay. So Excellent. Thank you again, Claire. Jack's mom go. for your contribution. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not a great one. <laughs> <laughs> The side salad is, Jack. Jack. The side salad this week is that water is scarce. (laughs) (laughs) In our underwater. In our underwater themed. Well-based. 
so, water mystery. We can work with this, right? Yeah. The mm-hmm. well is really valuable because water is scarce around here. Right. That's what I was thinking, is water is scarce topside. Like, yes. it's sucking water into it to feed the, like, sp- Ooh, the spiritual nature. That's cool. Right? That's very cool. So, there's, like, a drought. Mm. Everything's super dry oh, around well this well. that's making a drought, and then you go in there, and it's an underwater world, because it's stolen yes. all the water. That's yes. super cool. I love that. It's like a, yeah, like a dusty desert town sort of vibe now, you know, like Old West a little bit. And that does add the value of- the well and getting the well, you know, functioning yep. again. It's, yes, uh, yeah. and and it, everyone would be focused on the well and drinking from it, and that's why they're mm. getting sick because it's there's yeah. a drought, but the well is still going somehow, and like that should be enough of a clue yep. to get that first act over the hump. Yeah, and it's I mean it's bizarre. Like these, like you said, like I really like that imagery of like people like choking on water in the middle of a drought. And the, like and the, the drought, ha- yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Like, I really like that. They're, like skin yeah. is dripping wet. You know, they're laying, yeah, like, yeah. pale and wet wet clothes and stuff, you know, as yeah. if they've um, fully drowned, but just while up, out, sure. and about. That's, oh, uh, that's hardcore. Uh, okay, cool imagery. I like the starting situation. We go down. It's underwater now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're fl- fleshing this out. We don't want it to be, like, a co- just a ghost boy underwater, right? Do we yeah. want more color, more, more uh, magic here? Yeah, I think we want it wider, you know, like... We want more depth and breadth. It's not just him. This is a whole biome. Is it just him down there? Like, is he sort of controlling this biome in some way? I think he's, I think it's like he's created it, right? Yeah. Because you, we've now added the conceit that this world is like built off the fact that this water has been sucked from around it. So this yeah. is a transit. This is like not a space that's common. It's not like this is the, this is the bit between yes. the afterworld, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. this is just a, like a, a new environment that spirits are inhabiting because they can. Um, yeah. I would, you know, let's let's think about, like, Timmy is going to be our final thing and we need to get to Timmy. We also need to ascend back up the well. Um, yep. What are some bigger, more interesting spirits that could be involved? Are they, like, reflections of people that are trapped uh, in the above world and we meet, like, their spirit down here? I sort of like the idea a bit more that the people that are trapped are people and the spirits that are there are animalistic or primalistic you know elemental sort of um you know it's the spirit of the mountain that is in the distance is down there oh cool and and these are malevolent spirits that are trying to take the people and we get in there and we see the people's spirits are shackled or something and they're being like kept by like a a spirit gazelle or lion or like scorpion spirit or, or you know Things like that. I, I sort of like the idea that they're, you know, quite distinct from the people. It gives you mm. an antagonistic element. But I also don't like I don't think the spirits should just be antagonistic. I mean, I think they they have a goal, you know. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's the core question, right? Is like, why? Why are this? Why are there other things in there? Like, is it that Timmy has like drawn them in as well? Maybe it's like Timmy's like, I'm helping my real friends. These are my new friends and I'm helping them. Yeah. Nobody helped me when I was in the well. These are my real friends and yeah, they're they, like They rescued me when I was drowning. Yeah, right? And they mm. they're like just fucked up spirits that are trying to take human spirits, right? Yeah. And they're, they're not like we hate humans. Ha ha ha. ha. They're just like figuring out a way to f- eat, right? Yeah, and, it's like food. 
Yeah, and they're, yep. they're they're just building up a store of these souls that they're like putting in. So yep. for Timmy, they're like, I suppose from my perspective, Timmy thinks he's in charge, yeah. right? And he's just opened the door to something that's bad, like it's really yes. bad juju, right? Like the spirits themselves are, yeah, they're like animals, but they're yeah. we don't want them in the house, you know, it's bad. Mm. They're outside spirits. They're outside, outside spirits. spirits. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I like that idea. Let's flesh out some of these spirits. Timmy's kind of a no-brainer. You make him like. Do do we want to do more work on Timmy? Like Timmy's maybe a, a bit uh, too trope of a name. Do we get a different? I uh, I don't like saying Timmy. No. <laughs> when I say it with my mouth, I don't like the feeling afterwards. It feels, so... it feels lazy. What about you make it like the sheriff's daughter or like. You make yeah. it like someone in the town who's important. Who's just, like, it's just a child. The child? The child. The child. Oh, we'll go right. with the child. You know? Whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, I mean, maybe cool. like the child's closer family have been brought in. And so that's sort of the link that the detectives used to work out. We've already got the, the well link, right? We're sending them yeah. to the well. I do think it should be like like half the town at this point. The blacksmith, the fucking, you know, the, the librarian. Yeah, yeah. And they're all like in the hospice bed spitting up water, mm. even though there's a drought and the trees outside are bone dry. Man, the, the uh, image of like all these like old timey hospice beds and the the like pool of water just like yeah. flowing like just, along oh the, the my floor. god that is so cool you like walk in yeah. from the dusty dry outside and you open the door and there's like a splash down onto it it's like little, a puddle uh, oh disgusting mm. and they're all like spitting up water but they're alive somehow so much that it's like oh fuck that's that's brutal it's like a toilet's backed up <laughs> um <laughs> Cool. I really like that. That imagery is good. We go into the well, right? Our detectives mm-hmm. are looking into what's going on. They end up going into the well. We're down into the well. Um, is this now we encounter a few... Like, immediately we need to encounter some obstacles. So, yeah. what's the first so, bad spirit? I, I know you want to drive away from, like, ocean stuff. But maybe like theming them around like sea creatures. I really don't have a problem with that at all. Yeah, I, mm, I don't. I don't right? want it to feel like we are in, in the, the ocean. ocean. I don't want it to feel like it is no. Atlantis. Yeah, as a biome, it shouldn't yeah. feel like that. But, but I like, think it is underwater. Than those spirits, like having a big and octopus or something, would be so cool. I think, yeah, I think that'd be especially as a way to pull them in. It's like pulled in by a oh, sort of yeah. spirit octopus. Like, mm. see, like, tendrils come out of the well, yeah. grab stuff. That probably does resolve some of the issues I had in my head. Because then you can have, like, a hammer shark. Uh, sorry, a hammerhead shark or of spirit. Yeah. And then we can really pull in the street sharks element that I've been trying to work into every mm-hmm. story we've mm-hmm. ever yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I like that. So, our first spirit that we encounter is an octopus. I've already put hammerhead shark up. What's your pick, Mitch? Give us a spirit. Uh... What I want is, um, I can't remember the name. It's like a stonefish. Is that what oh, I'm okay. thinking of? The one stonefish that blends, blends in sure. with the ground. Mm-hmm. And then if you stand on it, it fucks you up. Nice. Is that the stonefish that I- That is, is that- the stonefish. It's quite yeah. an inactive competitor. Until you stand on it, right? Until you stand on it. This <laughs> is a heck of a guardian. <laughs> the venom with which you said, until you stand on it. <laughs> yeah. As if people have been sort of talking down to stonefish. He just spoke down to stonefish. <laughs> Pretty okay. passive. Oh, gee, well. 
Mr. Has stood on a stonefish before. <laughs> the whole idea is that it blends into its environment. It doesn't move. Yeah, it's a real sneaker. <laughs> stonefish is so good. Okay, so we don't need to flesh these out entirely, right? We're just talking about yeah. generally what we'd encounter. I think having three general ones is a good way to paint what you might encounter down there. So we've mm-hmm. got the big spirit octopus. I think that that's kind of good to go. Maybe it does like camouflage stuff as well. Very cool. You, you're so heavy on the camouflage sneak angle this episode. I love it. Um, maybe that like pushes them into like cave systems or something like that. Do you do like the octopus is the main competitor the whole time they're down there and it pulls them down and then they're like running away from it and then they go into the caves and they deal with a few other things. But the real fight is trying to get past the octopus because like Timmy's on top of it. I keep saying I Timmy, the child. Yeah, I... I, I don't hate that idea, and I think maybe it's a good thing. I I also don't want to like push over the top of the other spirits that we've got. So if we if we do that, mm. I want it to be the right thing. And I I feel like if the octopus is like the central threat, it needs to have a reason that ties in with the rest of the story. Well, is I that- would do that. It's like that's the spirit that. Timmy's communed with. That's right? the one that yeah, yeah Timmy's that saves saves yeah. Timmy. And there's other spirits that are like eating, like feeding off of this environment, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know, other lesser spirits that are like filling the power vacuums that are being created by this enormous um yeah. by octopus. There's spirit. a sort of whole torn between worlds and this is what's coming through and manifesting. Yeah. Right. I really like it. I really like the idea of the threat. Like you're in this underwater world swimming through caves and it's like almost like if you've ever played Subnautica, the like constant mm. threat oh. of there being like a Leviathan scale yeah. like underwater creature that you can't you only see one of its massive tentacles come out of the murky dark. You don't like see yeah. it to start with. No, I actually I really like that as well. Yeah, and it's really like, cool. Like we said before, it like ties into that idea of like something reaching out and pulling back in. Like that has to sort of be an octopus. Mm. So I guess maybe um, then we theme the other spirits around what you would interact with in the caves or just outside of the caves yeah, as look, well, right? You, you do like that octopus is massive, right? So you can do yeah. like you come across a moray eel that's the size of yeah. an alligator. And that's a that's a straight up basic threat, basic monster mm. threat, right? And if you want something more advanced, electric eel. I got so many eels. All sorts of eels. How many more eels have you got? Let's not ask. <laughs> <laughs> So many. A gentleman never asks. (laughs) Cool. Well, I think that's kind of painted the right picture. In terms of these tentacles that are coming out of the inky dark, I'd like to think of them as like somehow uh, enhanced spiritually. Like Mm -hmm. they're they're not just octopus tentacles. They're like maybe they're in like shades of neon blue. Like it's a fucking Guillermo del Toro fucking like afterlife kind of thing where it's like like at one point one of them's holding a gun. One of the um, one of the, the arms is holding a nine pop, millimeter pop. Glock uh, yeah. blowback semi-automatic. Um, yeah. I like the idea that it's sort of like negative colored, like UV sort of light sort of yeah, style. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's I like cool. that. So yeah, pretty, like solarized almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay, cool. Well, we've got this this spirit octopus that's a major Mm. major threat a cool environment to fight it you've got an opening scene that sets you up to think that you're going on this noir adventure and then you end up in this like underwater spirit world fighting an enormous giant octopus and having to navigate like 
these different underwater creatures. I really like a lot of the imagery that we've got going. The last decision that we're going to have to make is what scene are we going to attack for the plate up? Pull in the well? Pull into well? You think pull it? That's cool. Yeah. Pulling into well is pretty cool. It it does have that option to like just flip both sides. Yeah. I also yeah. I really love that imagery of like the climactic battle with the octopus, with the octopus. and and a bit of engagement with Tim uh, the child. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, uh, all all Timmy's named Tim <laughs> children. Old children. Apologies. Sorry, old children. You shouldn't be listening to this anyway. (laughs) I do. I really, I will vote for the pull-in. I do think that's probably, it gives us the opportunity to talk about that cool, everything's dry kind of angle as well. Um, And it lets us introduce this like mystical world. The octopus is a threat. And it kind of frees us uh, from having to put too much of a finer point on a lot of the stuff that I'd want the listener to be able to do themselves. For sure. Right, I don't want to be too specific about what exactly is the octopus looking like, or how the child is manipulating the octopus, or exactly which threats are underwater, etc., etc. But the bits that I really like about the story is that above world, is that being pulled in, is that suddenly you're underwater thing. So I think that covers all of them. It's rock and roll. Sounds good. Okay, let's go to the planet. Let's dive into this well. Let's let's get that plane up going. This sounds like water. <laughs> That's what water sounds like. The shadows sway and seem to say, Tonight we pray for water. Cool water. As you step out of the burning sun, Following the deputy sheriff into the doctor's office, your heavy, dust-covered boot comes splashing down into a pool of water. After two days walking through the drought with nary a drop to be seen, part of you can't help but welcome the refreshing, rejuvenating sound. Once you see the source, you grow cold. Bodies line the beds, pale, clammy, and drenched. This is your case what they're calling the drowning sickness. It's worse than you thought. It comes without warning, without rhyme or reason or remedy. A gagging, retching sound fills the room, echoing of the sandstone walls. It is the sound of a dozen or more people drowning on dry land. Water dribbles from cold blue lips and into overflowing buckets, adding endlessly to the puddle underfoot. Despite the day's heat, the room is ice cold and you leave your heavy duster on, shivering as you look about at the bodies. They exist in a state of mindless undeath, so the doctor says. Drowning, but never dying. Dripping, but never drying. You and your companions share a look, hats in hands. This is no common cold. How would a person drown here anyway? Even the horse troughs are empty. You look down at your boots, the water ripples around them, ominous and dark as an underground lake. You must find the source of this dark, deadly water, and fast, because more citizens fall sick every day. The deputy sheriff looks at you fearfully, and croaks out one piece of utterly unnecessary advice. Don't drink the water.
exit into the unbearable heat of the day. The earth is cracked and parched. A lone tumbleweed rolls along in the middle distance. The air is so dry that it stings your lips, and the sun's heat feels like a heavy weight upon your shoulders. As you leave those harrowing, waking drowned, your first few footsteps darken the dusty earth for just a moment. The moisture from that sodden hospice is drunk into the earth in moments, and the dark footsteps are gone. How have these people survived with so little water? Dry as a bone for two days' travel in every direction, the valley had been green a year ago, but it was arid now, like it had been sucked dry. You look over to the town well, the one thing that has allowed these people to survive. How can it remain a source of water, moss-covered, resistant to severe drought? It couldn't. It shouldn't. You beckon your fellow detectives toward the well. These questions need answers. You approach the well and peer inside. The wet sheen of the well's walls extends down into almost nothingness. There at the bottom is the familiar movement of deep water. It is momentarily hypnotic, soothing, and then the water erupts. From the depths rise a monstrously thick assortment of tentacles. They lash and whip out of the well angrily. A dazzlingly otherworldly flagellation of supernatural colour. Onyx, amethyst and sun-bleached hay. These horrific tendrils are fierce and have you and your fellow detectives in their grasp in mere moments. The suckers painfully clinging to your skin, entangling you, defying any attempt at escape. This is going to be hard to explain in your report. Before you can do anything, the gigantic tentacles pull you over the well's edge and you're falling into an inky, black darkness. After a moment, you open your eyes and you find yourself still falling. Just as you're about to become used to this strange situation you've found yourself in, you hit the bottom. Except it doesn't feel anything like the bottom of the well as you'd imagined it seconds before. You sink through, almost as if moving through jelly, and then the world flips. You're turned around, facing up, looking towards a bright circle of light. You spot your fellow detectives just above you, and together you push towards the surface, but the light doesn't come any closer. You realize, suddenly, that you're not in a well anymore. You're in open water. A school of neon-colored phosphorescent fish shoot past, leaving trails that illuminate the space around you. 
You see rocky caves in the wall to your left, a grove filled with clumps of multicolored seaweed, and what appears to be a gigantic shimmering clam directly below you. Naturally, you panic, and water rushes into your lungs, but it moves as smoothly through you as if it were air. You can breathe. You glance towards your colleagues, and you see that they've realized they can breathe too. They grin back at you, and they laugh, and you realize that you can hear their voices. You look around yourself in wonder, tracking the school of fish as it moves through this bizarre, breathtaking environment. Then, the fish scatter, and you see a familiar tentacle reach out towards you from their midst, and your heart sinks. How can be sink if already bottom of water? Oh no, sink even deeper. <laughs> double, oh no, sink. double sink. You got that double sink stink. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm pretty happy to have this haunt my dreams for the next few days. This terrifying, otherworldly um, octopus that will uh, eventually get you. Go and get you good. I really like this setting. I really had fun setting up a situation that has... Uh, a magic well that's sucking all the uh, the water out of the surrounding environment. Yeah, I was worried for a little while with that side salad. but We um... were worried, uh, but <laughs> yet again, uh, our uh, product has been improved. A nice, well-rounded meal. Thanks, Mom. Uh, uh... <laughs> Thanks, Jack's Mom. Thanks, Jack's Mom. Well, I mean, that's it. I think that's all the time that we have here uh, for this shift in the Hook Cook Kitchen. Uh, if you have a prompt that you would like us to turn into an episode, shoot that through to cooksofhooks at gmail.com or use at hook underscore cook for the socials. And if you are enjoying our episodes, please let us know. We love to hear any feedback. It's fun for us. It's fun for you. Uh, so, yeah, keep us posted. It's fun for you. I s- to give feedback. I said really if fun it's fun for, for us. Like, it's fun for us <laughs> if it's fun for you. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah yes. Yeah. We will not enjoy it if you do not have a wild time. (laughs) If you're not enjoying listening to our show, then don't fucking tell us about it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't leave a review. (laughs) That's good, yeah. With that clear directive to the listening audience uh, uh, decreed, uh, I think we can leave it there. Uh, I've been Connor, your larder critter. I'm Dishbot playing the role of Jack. And I am Mitch, your monster chef. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Are we happy boys? Yes, Slice it up, dice it up, rice it up. That's right. This is going as out as a sushi roll. Sliced, diced, and riced. Sliced oh. ice and rice, this one, mm-hmm. huh? Yep. That's Ooh. it. <laughs> Sliced ice and rice. <laughs> Sliced ice and rice. <laughs>